Navarra invites you to get this with Tony Martin and Ed Cavalli. With Richard Marsland on the buttons. Oh, we haven't got the Rex Hunt line queued up. You'll have to do it, Richard. Oh, how good is this? <laughs> Fantastic. The weekend's almost here. And today, what exactly does the Prime Minister do all day? Well, our panel operator has been stalking him and we've got the graphic footage. Our exclusive interview with Katrina Roundtree. We've got all the latest nude news from around mm-hmm. the globe. Oh, how did coconut ice get so delicious? Are you Aussie enough to live in this country, listeners? Let's find out. Woman's Day helps you fix your life through crochet. It's once again your chance to begin a sentence with the words, In my day... Battle of the sexes underwater! And sitting in for the whole second hour, Billy West, the voice of pretty much everything these days. He does my voice at least two shows a week. <laughs> Tony's a jolly bear because he's a gummy bear. He's a moving, grooming, jamming, singing gummy bear. Ooh ya ba ba dubby dubby. It's been said so many times and it's all coming up on Get This with me, Ed Cavalli, and of course, Richard Marsland. He's a master of one-liners and with his precision timing, we will be guaranteed plenty of laughs. <laughs> Thank you, Rusty. Let's get things underway. Here at Get This on Triple M. Miss Free Love 69 here on Triple M. The Hoodoo Gurus, welcome to get this last one for the week around the nation with myself, Tony Martin. <gasps> oh, that's a great reaction, isn't it? Don't worry, we've got Ed Cavalier. Hey. Yeah. Oh, okay. Nothing there. Don't worry, we've got on the buttons mm. Richard Marslin. <laughs> oh, girls, get out of here. Thank you. It's a top song. Ah, get out of here. Yeah. He is fast becoming the star and main focus of this program. Have you noticed that, Ed? Yeah, yeah, he's testing through the roof. He's now uh, jumped into the Laurie Oaks suit and he's our chief political correspondent. Is that oh, right? Yeah, I've done a bit of that. Bomb Giorno style. <laughs> uh, okay, I'll just test you. What, uh, what are they calling the Prime Minister's new history curriculum? What are they calling it, Rich? I don't know. Haven't read the papers today? His story? Like the Michael Jackson album? <laughs> No? He's so similar. He does do a very good moonwalk. I know that he's he's getting into the history thing, but I didn't know the name of it. Mick History, that's what they're calling it. John oh. Howard's Mick History Studies. Uh. Would you like lies with that? <laughs> there you go. We're going to be learning about stuff like, oh, the Sydney Olympics in 2000. It's important the kiddies know about that. Absolutely. All the way back then. Mm. <laughs> Did they miss some of the judo medals that got handed out? Why do we need to know about that? I mean, I'm sure it's a great event. I'm sure it's important in our history. I went to it. It was amazing. Isn't it basically someone's run, uh, I don't know, a certain distance mm. in three and a half minutes, mm. and now, after years of training and massive expense, mm. someone else has done it in 0.7 of a second quicker. Pretty much. And they're all on the juice anyway. <laughs> Is that the sort of history studies we need? I hope it's not a black armband view of history, Tony. Oh, you mean that Gallipoli gear? Get over it, people. Move on. (laughs) Black armband view of history. I don't know. Uh, Bradman studies is going to take up a lot of time for the kiddies from now on. But what does the Prime Minister do all day? How does he have time to rewrite our history curriculum? I thank you to him. I'm, I'm glad he's done it, but... When does he fit it in? That's right, because on Current Affair last night, they mm. had some sort of uh, deal where they follow the Prime Minister around all day, see what it's he gets up to. Yeah, it was exclusive access. I think it was for a full 24 hours. Yeah. Pretty good. Quite fascinating. Now, Richard, very busy. can you, as our new chief political correspondent, what can you offer along those lines? Well, I managed to catch up with the Prime Minister as well for 24 hours. Did you? On what? a much more interesting day. Really? Yeah. A better day than ACA got. That's right. Let's hear that. It's 6am at the Lodge in Canberra and a frosty start to the day for our crew who are awaiting the arrival of the power-walking Prime Minister. Where is he? He's not here. No, well, I mean, the producer definitely said the well, lodge. It's 6 o'clock, mate. Can you see any lights on? When's he supposed to be here? Now, here we go. Hello? Well, no, he hasn't, uh, hasn't come out yet. Hmm? I'm at the lodge. We've been here forever. Ah, oh, for... Kirribilli House. No, right. Good day. 24 hours later, a flight to Sydney and one huge cluster of a mistake from our producer. And we're ready to meet the Prime Minister, who's off on his 6am walk. Prime Minister? How are you, Ben? It's Richard, actually. How are you? I couldn't be better. Sorry, we were meant to be here uh, yesterday. No, that's all right. No, it's just the, the producer, a bit of a problem, uh, but he's on an AWA, so he's gone. Right, eh? The PM sets a gruelling pace, which doesn't let up all day. 
However, there are a few minutes for repose in the breakfast nook. I'm very much a loner at breakfast. And uh, Jeanette said, you get your own breakfast. So you make your own breakfast? And, yeah. Somebody else get your breakfast. Mm. Ridiculous. No, too true. Just a light dusting of sugar on my Guardian, if you don't mind. Oh, yeah. And I guess this is a chance to prepare for the day ahead. Mm. Do you get a chance to listen to Get This or anything like that? Do you have a favourite between Ed Cavalli and Tony Martin? Well, it's a combination. And if, if both are terrible, I turn to classic FM. Slickly edited passage of time package. Between the hours of 6am and 12 noon, the Prime Minister has given four radio interviews, had three meetings, an interstate flight, two denials and three bursts of shilly-shallying. Then it's a full afternoon of more meet and greets, two interviews and some random hugging from total strangers. And at the end, I ask for one myself. Do you want a hug? It's a warm embrace. Uh, a powerful cuddle from the most powerful man in the land. Oh. It goes on maybe just a few beats too long. Mm. Yeah, all right. I think, uh, Prime Minister, we might be missing afternoon tea. I had some sandwiches in the car, you see. All right. Just a bit longer then? OK, I've really got to go now. Talk to your wife. I will, yeah. No, we'll work something out, OK? Good on you. See ya. Thanks a lot. There you go. The Marsland view. <laughs> Beautifully done, Richard. Take that, Oaks. Bongiorno, O'Brien, Hot Dogs, all those other <laughs> rival political correspondents. We've got your number. Yeah. And its name is Richard. Here we get this. <laughs> That's Thirsty Merc, the hard way. Here we get this around the nation. That reminds me, uh, Rock Whiz tomorrow night. Oh, yes. On the SBS. Aren't they coming up with some top gear, the SBS? Oh, yeah. Newstopia. Newstopia with Richard Marsalin. <laughs> I think Sean think... McAuliffe writes a few jokes for it. No. That's the working title. No, he's a puppet. <laughs> yeah. He's Marsland's puppet. Thank you, uh, Tim Hallam, for furnishing us with the ratings figures for Newstopia. Oh, yes. How'd they go? Uh, Nash. Nash, 221,000. Is that good for SBS at 10 o'clock on a Wednesday night with zero publicity? I Sounds would've... great. How's Reach? Uh, I haven't got the Reach or Taz, I'm yeah, afraid. Yeah, is it, is it up yeah, Inspector yeah. Rex style figures? Yeah. Oh, Rex kills. It's Thalassar yeah. stories of the sea figures, that's yeah. what I'm told. Mm. Is it Turkish version of the nanny style figures? <laughs> that, is, that is a winner. <laughs> that is... Uh, yeah, that's a big mountain to climb, Rich, but l let's see. As people become the aware training, uh, <laughs> that Rich is writing for it, watch those figures climb yep. over the next few weeks. And there was an excellent show, I have to say. Yeah. People should download it for free on the website at SBS if you missed it the other night. Good idea. I, I missed it. I had a look at it last night. And how Streams perfectly. The sports reporter, how does he look in streaming? <laughs> Sexy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, if you want to find out what we're talking about, go to SBS's website. Don't know where it is. SBS.com.au. Nice guess, Rich. But let's <laughs> uh, follow the links from the Get This page. <laughs> Niall Von Nads has emailed us. He says it's been over a year since you guys did nude news. Oh, okay. I wonder why that was. Did that have a theme, Rich? Everybody nude. Everybody nude. Nude news. Everybody nude. Everybody nude. Nude news. Everybody nude. Everybody nude. Everybody nude. Nude news. Nepal's nude no-no. Listen to this. Nepal's mountaineering authorities are calling for a ban on nudity and attempts to set records on Mount Everest. World records. Presumably the world shrinkage record has been broken <laughs> several times. Because it's not there, I think, is the <laughs> excuse when you go nude. Uh, a Nepali climber claimed the world's highest display of nudity last year when he disrobed for several minutes while standing on the 8,850-metre uh, summit in about uh, minus 10 degrees Celsius. So, mm. well, well, why would you want to do that? Is that, I mean, you have to have people there to verify. What, do you have to have photographs? How is this nudity verified? Yeah, exactly. Didn't he, he got all the way up top and then he, he stripped off, is that right? Yeah, yeah. So he didn't attempt to climb nude. To me, that, if you're doing a nude attempt on Everest, you should be nude from the beginning. Yeah, because then it's like the world's slowest nudie run. <laughs> <laughs> but they're stopping all this now. They're going to have someone at a turnstile at the base of the mountain going, sorry, no, not you. Have to put some clothes on. No shirt, no shoes, no Sherpas. <laughs> and no novelty record attempts. None of those anymore. What do you mean? Nude bloke with 68 lit cigarettes in his oh. mouth going, oh, thanks. It's a good shot. It's back to my car. Unbelievable. It took so long to organise. Because I was trying to set a rubber tubing record uh, from <laughs> the top of Mount Edver Everest yeah. all the way to the tip of India. <laughs> One tube. Indiana Jones style. Brilliant. Please don't call up about that <laughs> inner tube debate again. <laughs> what did you say, Richard? If he jumps out of a plane in an inner that's tube... Right. Yeah, that's right. Mm. 
It's like a it's like a rubber dinghy, a canoe, wasn't yeah. it? It was like a rubber yeah, yeah, inflatable yeah. thing. Yeah. But surely the the floor, the canvas floor, the canvas floor, mm. that's not inflatable. That's not squishy. Yeah. That's actually just like hitting. Yeah, yeah but they cement. land on snow, Rich. Yeah. Snow is soft by but by nature. Snow from several thousand meters up, I imagine, would mm-hmm. feel like cement. Yeah. Well, maybe it's a station promotion. This is the maybe only we way. Find out the only way. We've got to start doing this, reenacting <laughs> scenes from movies to see if the they only work. Way. Joe Queen in style. He used no. to do a bit of that. Yes, he did. Uh, record breaking attempts. Listen to this. Uh, since two thousand and two, getting a stone to skip. 40 times on water it's not bad. was considered a world's best effort. Now a bloke in Pennsylvania has achieved 51 bounces. Mm. Uh, but he wasn't nude. Not taking his No, I don't care. It wasn't his own stones. No, it's not nude news. Okay, here we go. How about in Britain, Home Secretary uh, Jackie Smith has admitted she may be flashing too much flesh in the House of Commons. Mm. She revealed that colleagues had told her that she was showing a lot of cleavage. Right. Never mind about that horn, Rich. I, there it is. Was that the... Not late. That's probably not late at all, I reckon. <laughs> there, no, it's too late now, Rich. That was too many. It comes in on time in Adelaide. Don't worry. Okay. Well, okay. Okay, we'll press on regardless. According to The Sun, she revealed, one thing I say is get over yourself. Right. That's absolutely true. Yeah. Even locally, Tone, people have accused Peter Costello of revealing too much by insisting to wear arseless chaps during question time. <laughs> and Peter Garrett of flouting common sense by waving his Prince Albert at the government when they're trying to answer a question. <laughs> It can be very disconcerting. A giant man, bald at both ends, waving it at you. Bald at both ends. What about this story from Pearl in Dorset, uh, UK? Police are hunting a couple who have set up a brothel on a speedboat. The pair drop anchor off a popular nudist beach, Studland Beach to be exact. (laughs) The man then swims ashore to round up clients. He's the pimp. Round up. Standing up to his waist in the ocean going, Hey, we got ladies, come in. Come into the ocean. You like. Anyway, the clients then swim out to the speedboat. This says here, sometimes two or three at a time. Yep. It's not very big a speedboat, <laughs> is it? We're not talking a yacht well, here. If it's, a, if it's a rockin'. To have sex with a woman, mm. the clients then return to the beach. Mm. Yeah. I'll just leave a hundred bucks on the outboard motor. <laughs> That'll be fine. <laughs> Have you tried the speedboat brothel? No, I prefer the one in the abandoned shopping trolley at the tip. <laughs> it's a better quality of service. <laughs> All right, we want more details yep. on the brothel boat, but, mm. oh, that's a lot of fingers to be holding up, even on a Friday. Thank you, Nikki. It's time to sign off from Nude News. Everybody nude. Everybody nude. Nude News. Everybody nude. Everybody nude. Nude News. Everybody nude. Everybody nude. Everybody nude. Nude News. More in a moment, I'll get this. No, it's not time for Talkback Mountain. That's the real Tainted Love soft sell here at Get This on Triple M Around the Nation. I think exclusive interviews, yep. that's what we've been lacking this week, yep. Ed. Yep, yep, yep. Well, uh, we're going to correct that now, Tone, as we uh, cross live now to our exclusive interview with Katrina Roundtree. Katrina, thank you for joining us. You're getting married. You must be thrilled. (laughs) Thanks for your time. I see. You heard it here first. (laughs) On Triple M's Get This. People listening around the world. Did you know that? On the streaming. Osaka. Not talking about the podcast. The streaming. You had a crack at the streaming? Yeah, I streamed yesterday. Did you just? Listen to this. We're talking Uh, about the same thing now? Okay, cool. Keep it clean. Dave Guadado. He's listening in Ottawa. Canada. He listens on the night shift at the hospital. Yeah, so good luck with the microsurgery day. (laughs) (laughs) Who else have we got here? Oh, a lot of people wanting, uh, well, Travis Butler, just the latest, wanting to hear um, Ed electrocuted. I think that's now on the recent offences. Haven't we fluffed the pillows oh, at recent yes. offences? true, true. Nine, eight new recent offences have gone up tone. There's my chemical knees up. There's all sorts of gear. Richard's uh, Alexander Downer interview, that was very confronting. Mm. That's up there. Uh, okay, I don't know if we have the rights to any Keith Urban's. Well, we'd have to identify Keith Urban's yeah, song he wouldn't before know. we could put one of those. Yeah, Why do would. people want us to put Keith Urban songs <laughs> up on our website? So that they know they exist. It's all right. Uh, this bloke here, Chad Davis, is uh, from Adelaide, but he's Chad. a hospitality teacher in the Philippines, listens to the show on the streaming. 
He uses old sketches of mine to teach the students about the importance of comedy and communication. Listen to this. I use your three thumbs up gag often and it never fails to get a laugh. All the best, Chad. P.S. was amazed to see a copy of Short Bus on sale here in the Philippines. Watched it yesterday on Ed's suggestion and found it worthy of all the comments directed its way. I don't know if that's good or bad. What is Ormi Plums teaching the kids? <laughs> I don't know, but what's three thumbs up? I don't remember I that. I don't know what that is. Something killing in the Philippines, apparently. Yeah, I need that joke back. You're getting any... Uh, any sweet Filipino coin? Yeah, you're getting any sweet... Uh, I want to say rupee, but that's wrong, isn't it? I don't yeah. Know what is. is it yo-yos? Dinar? No. Yo-yos. They, the yo-yos? is yo-yos. Two Fanta yo-yos equals one Coca-Cola yo-yo. <laughs> what are you talking about? They're always made in the Philippines, the yo-yos. Oh, I need man. that joke back. Someone said it We need it desperately. We need it on a Friday. Uh, who else is listening around the world? Oh, this bloke here, Michael Magnus. Magnus. He's listening in Bangalore, India. Oh, On a 12 stint for his company. The only contact with Australia is the Get This Podcast. It's a welcome respite from the uh, endless Bollywood music. <laughs> I have an acquaintance called Anal Dixit. Oh, okay. Probably should have checked that before I read it out. No joke, he says. I have another friend called Gay Boys. That's a woman. He's got a lot of names here that I can't read out. Despite the fact that I am a six foot one balding Asian man, I do a fairly convincing Peter Cundle. I'd like to take on Richard Marsland in a Cundle off. That's a good idea. We've got to get. This six foot one balding Asian gentleman on the line mm. from Bangalore next week, Nikki, and then we'll do that. What do you reckon? Well, Julie? as long as Gay Boy can be the judge, then <laughs> Gay Boys is her name. Is Anal Dix set involved? Anal Dix will be on board. It's going to be great. Dueling Cundos. Dueling Cundos oh. next week on Get This. That's a beautiful day right there from you two here at Get This on Triple M Home. Of the Get This website. Triple M.com.au. Oh, so get this. It's just expanding. It's out of control. It's an expand fest. Ringtones, a uh, go go. Uh, mm. Christine Wotherspoon wants oh, us to put uh, Ed's version of the Gummy Bear Ringtone song up there. Now, see, the problem is, mm. Maddie D on the Pots and Pans has tried every bit of music known to man with your singing of this, mm. and none of them fit. Mm-hmm. This is the nearest he's got. I'm a gummy bear in a gummy world. Bouncing gummy stuff. Eat a gummy bear. See, I think you're hitting notes there that don't exist. New ones. I've discovered <laughs> new notes. Auto-tune can't tame me. <laughs> the auto-tune just went, not touching that one. Uh, we are brought to you by the Nissan Navara, 4x4 cool, yeah. Australia's Ute of the Year. Yeah. This article I've been uh, reading it to by Justin Walker. Oh, he's in love with the Navar. Yeah, he, he loves the Navar. He says it's got a small capacity donk that pumps out serious power. And the Navara's driving position was judged one of the best. That's true. They've got the steering wheel in the front Good. on the right-hand side of the vehicle. And you sit in a chair. <laughs> that hammock that the others are pushing. <laughs> Ridiculous. Falling yourselves are the lesser utes. Yes. Big news, a lot to get to. What about this thing here? New arrivals in Australia will have to read a book now explaining slang terms such as Barbie, Telly and Kappa. Mm -hmm. They'll be told that Australians often shorten their words. Football becomes footy. Mm -hmm. Television becomes telly. Mm -hmm. Barbecue, Barbie, the book says. English becomes (laughs) ingy. Newcomers are also told the importance of being on time. RSVP. That's true. And blowing their nose using a handkerchief or tissue. As opposed to what? <laughs> what do they think they're going to do? Pick up a child? People arriving on a boat, huddle 300 of them together. We've got to master the RSVP process. <laughs> Who knows how many charity balls we'll be offered when we get there. <laughs> Welcome to Australia. I could be asked to the Arias at any moment. Take, if I don't know how to RSVP. <laughs> take a hanky. Get going. No, it's very handy. Now, Sudanese people will be able to start talking like us a bit more. Mm. Yes, officer, the man. Sorry, bloke who attacked me. Sorry, he chucked a spaz and went the biffo. I think he may have been a neep. Sorry, had a few bevies. <laughs> Is that making sense, officer? Okay. We need one of those books. We need to find out what those mm. phrases are. Um, what else have we got? Richard, uh, I know 
nude news is over, it but is. if you well want some late-breaking nude news... I certainly do. Everybody oh, nude! Everybody nude! Don't the whole everybody thing, oh, Sorry. Well, yeah. you guys get an intro and an outro. Not the Ooh, theme. What have okay. you got nudity-wise? The Croatian cyclist was knocked unconscious mm-hmm. when lightning struck his penis during a roadside <laughs> toilet break. Oh, struck him in the Anton Enos? Yeah, that's right. Right in the arch beavers. Why is he covered in foil? <laughs> <laughs> Keep it warm. <laughs> Uh, the 29-year-old escaped relatively unscathed from the incident, suffering only light burns to his chest and oh, arms. Yeah, yeah. Chest and arms? He got hit in the penis. I know. How is he? Is he sort of lying down? Yeah. Never mind. Bang. <laughs> right in the beavis. Um, I don't remember what happened. He said, doctors said the lightning went through my body and because I was wearing rubber boots, it earthed itself through the area where Kiefer Sutherland likes to put a carnation. Oh, yes. <laughs> Around that kind of area. That's for new weekly readers. Mm. Um, also, um, some other medical news. The cyclist, uh, Lance, is no longer Armstrong. That's oh what I've heard. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> it's horrible when let you get hit. Let me just check my watch. Yeah, it is Friday. We're going to have to let that one go oh, through. Dirty. We've played this twice already this week, but the requests keep coming in. People want to hear it again and again. Uh. <laughs> Peter Costello. Singing a Midnight Oil song. Mr. Speaker, it's what? the song called Beds Are Burning. And have a listen to this. Have a listen to this. The time has come to say fair's fair. To pay the rent. Remember for Melbourne, to pay our share. Have a listen to the lyrics. The time has come. Remember for Brisbane, who's worn. A fact's a fact. The treasurer resume his seat. Let the ALP give it back. Thank you very much, listeners. It's your chance to join us at the highest point of the program, Talkback Mountain, next on Get This. That's Tom Petty refusing to back down here at Get This. On Triple M, still putting the show together. I know. On the run, on a Friday. But the podcasts, they're always shined up and, uh, yeah, very slick. All the mistakes cut out. One going up today, Tone? A new one, I think it would be... 136? One, three, no, 136 is up there. I think it's 137. It's okay. certainly not... One, two, three. 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 Yeah, that's one, two, three. That was ages ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was rubbish, that one. Hey. <laughs> 137 is going to have a fair old chunk of Harry Shearer. Oh, yes. For people who missed Harry on the show the other day. Mm. Uh, so that means the, the podcast will feature... Burns is talking to Smithers. And Smithers is talking to Burns. Oh, plenty of that action. Wasn't that great? And then... Hang on, leaving a gap for Adelaide to cut this out. Of course. And then in the next hour of today's show... Billy West is here. Main voice in Futurama. Yep. And main voice of pretty much everything. Ren and Stimpy. Ren and Stimpy, yep. And it seems to me that whenever someone dies who does a famous voice, they get Billy in. Oh, Billy comes in, does he? Yeah. Hang on, leave a gap for Adelaide. <laughs> okay, but right now, <laughs> here we get this. It's time to climb Talkback Mountain. <laughs> Is that Enigma? Is yeah. that what that is? Enigma with sadness. Wow. It's, he's got such a vast music collection, Matty D, on the Pots and Pans. But, you know, it's mostly Stink Fist. If I you know, get in I, there, know. Yeah. I know. It's three quarters of the catalogue is Stink Fist gear. Mostly Fist. Okay, but uh, today, oh, we did this a few weeks ago and people loved it, so they want to have another crack. Start a sentence with these words. In my day. Yeah. Oh, in my day. Yes, Tony. What was it? Because I love it. It's my favourite thing mm-hmm. about working with you, Ed Cavalier, of many favourite things, ah. is hearing you yeah. say in my day and well. then start berating <laughs> the so-called young people. <laughs> the young people. <laughs> They're everywhere. What with their fringes and boards of skate? Uh, in my day, Tone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you wanted to lose, you know, like lose weight or whatever, you just had to like stop eating cakes and like go running or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen to this. The new way of doing it. In your woman's day, they've got this new advice line. You send in, you know, an email. They'll tell you what to do. Right, right. I'm thinking about undergoing gastric lap band surgery. Oh yeah. And like to hear from other people. I think Mikey Robbins had that. And does it work? Well, it It does. Yeah, it can work wonderfully for some people. But what if the band breaks? Well, 
I mean, what do you mean? What creative differences or something? <laughs> okay. I don't understand. <laughs> One wants to do a solo career. But well, you instantly inflate to your former size. I don't think that's what happened. Really? You don't just hear a snap and then boing. <laughs> I'd like Nutty professor so. style. It just happened on the <laughs> Sunday program one morning. <laughs> There's a lot of people who've had this lap band surgery, yeah. and the good thing is they lose a lot of weight. Yeah. The bad thing is they all look like they've just opened the lost ark <laughs> and are beginning to melt. Well, see, Tony, so in my day, that's what you had to do to lost weight. And also, you couldn't just ride into Woman's Day. Have a listen to some of these other ones. Yeah, what have they got there? I'm looking for a new way to attach a digital camera to my canvas sandals for a new documentary I'm making called When We Were Upskirting from <laughs> R. Marsland, which is a bit much. And there's this one here. All my jokes are at the expense of my panel operator. Is my horrendous lack of skill becoming obvious from E. Cavalry. That's, okay. that's really going to solve your own problems, people. Vice lines aren't going to help you. Things have certainly changed. In my day, this is something I refer to uh, in my book, Lolly Scrambles, still available. Ask for them to order it in, people. Mm. Talked about something how in my day, <clears throat> when you wanted to watch colour TV, mm-hmm. before there was <laughs> such a thing as colour TV. Now, people think I was made... cellophane? Oh, wow, this it, is... Sort of like that. This is the way back machine now. This is one of these things that I thought I was dreaming and then I asked a few people and it really existed. There was a screen mm-hmm. you could buy that you could put in front of your black and white TV to make it sort of look like colour. I think I know the thing. And it was basically three bands. So the top band was sort of blue tinged and the bottom band, like a French flag sort of, you know, look. Yeah. The bottom uh, one was was green. Red, green, blue, surely. No, it was blue, nothing, green. Blue, nothing? So that it was all dependent, hopefully, on the idea you were watching a shot where there was sky at the top. <laughs> oh, and grass at the and bottom. And grass at the bottom. And then for that frame, it would be colour. <gasps> but for anything else, it was just a close-up of someone's face. <laughs> they had like a, I'm not sure what the flag is, possibly Kazakhstan. There you go. Like they'd painted themselves up. Very nice. Ludicrous device. Okay. Ludicrous. Yeah. I know, Tony. But in my day, that were cool at TV. All right, all right. That were it. Okay. Mr. Marsland, in your day. In my day, uh, love and <laughs> romance yeah. amongst teenagers in high schools yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, keep going. could blossom yeah. in a photography darkroom. Oh, oh, really? What, what, happened, what, happened, what happened to you? Because it's dark, it's Na- romantic. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Oh, and there's chemicals, so yeah, you, chemicals they're slightly off their nuts, exactly. so you can pounce. And you can trick them into uh, falling into your arms. But now, with digital cameras, there ain't no dark rooms anymore. Oh, the kids don't know what they're missing. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. So with photography class, of course, it was... Mm. I mean, I went to a boys' school, so... Mm. But, I mean, with photography mm. class... If it's it dark a, enough. <laughs> it's a great area... <laughs> you know what I'm saying? ...to socialise, exactly. To put on Game a wicked... grab ass. There we go. <laughs> so how many times did that work? How many times did things develop in so, the dark room, Mr. Marsland? <laughs> well, not for me, but I know for, you know, a few friends of mine. You went to a... I did photography because... There might have been a couple of girls doing it, and it meant there's some darkroom stuff going on. Yeah. See, our producer is holding her hand up, and I can't tell whether she's saying that's been going for five minutes or just stop. Please stop, stop talking about this. Okay, doke. Well, there you go. What's our theme for in my day, Rich? Okay. Yes. There you go. It's your ABC. Call us up and say anything you want along the lines of in my day. One triple three five three. You can see somebody about that. It's Get This Around the Nation. Thank you, good Charlotte. Today we're just inviting you listeners to begin a sentence with the phrase, in my day. It's so satisfying. Oh, very nice. Who's going first, Edward Cavalli? G'day, Stefan. Hey, Ed, Richard, Tony, how are you? Good, Not Stephen. bad. Start the sentence, buddy. In my day, I'm oh, sorry, I remember when. Yeah. In the mid-80s, we used to go to the RSL club for $20. We could get very drunk and play scoot, um, snooker all night. Yeah. Oh, okay. The pool table for free. The, mm. You know, the full competition side tables. Mm. And, people, and the schooners were only $1.10. Oh, people were happy with that, weren't they? What oh, we, it was. What do you remember uh, wearing on those occasions? Oh, I didn't really get dressed up, mate. Just jeans and a shirt, nothing fantastic. You look pretty good with all the old guys in there. Yes, yeah, we bad. were young. Yeah. I wanted to say thanks for me prisoner cell block HDVD that arrived last week. <laughs> no worries, man. You've been watching it. <laughs> I started one disc, mate. The, the acting's um, phenomenal. It's dizzy stuff, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you can't really watch more than one at a time because it's a very sort of erotic no, program. It's, it's 710 minutes, mate. There there, there's a weekend. Uh, thank <laughs> you, Stefan. Good to talk to you, bro. Well, someone's happy with the prize I king know. for once. Look at that. Another happy <laughs> subject. G'day, Adam. How are you? 
Hey, hello, how are you today? Excellent. Start the um, sentence. Uh, back in my day, uh, gummies bears used to start off. Gummy bears bouncing here and there and everywhere. Oh, okay. I adventure that that's the beyond compare. Yes, yeah. yeah. the gummy bears. Yeah, I'm not, doing, I'm not doing that. Adam, you're absolutely right. I know that whole jingle, but what I'm saying is there's a new ringtone version trying to suck the kids in, which is a poor imitation of that. Preposterous. It Thank you very much. like the sort of Barbie world uh, business, doesn't it's not, it? It's not aqua in its... Uh, no. in, it's aqua in oeuvre, yeah. but not in detail. But clearly not in chord structure. I'm a gummy bear in a gummy world. Ouch! Bouncing gummy stuff. Eat a gummy bear. Are you still there, Adam? Yes, I am. <laughs> that surprises me, I have to say. <laughs> it's an awesome song, and it was a great TV show. But no, bring right. back Gummy Bears, and, and basically I'll be very happy. Yeah. All right. Uh, what about... Say... Oh, yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What what I was say... just going to say, if I could say a quick hello to uh, Richard up the back in the bat cave, if possible. Oh, yeah. That... yeah. G'day. Yeah, that's a good guess as to what his house is like. <laughs> <laughs> A pole. Similar to Marsden. A computer with Marsden computer, nicely written by a sign writer on lots the top. Of, lots of young lads in capes and <laughs> yeah. It's very much the same. Uh, thank oh. you, Adam. Thanks, Adam. Thank you very much, guys. Have a good day. Cheers. Who else wants to step into the time tunnel? G'day, Evan. G'day, guys. How are you? Excellent. Uh, start the sentence. In my day, a Kershaw was a keyboard solo. <laughs> what in the world are the guys from Good Charlotte got neatly tucked inside of their waist? Wow. <laughs> Uh, you've analysed those lyrics, haven't you, Ed? What's going on there? Uh, Nikki Hamilton, our producer, did it for us. It's a hunting knife. It's a hunting knife, mm. but it's called, what is it called? A in the Kershaw. S- a Kershaw, that's mm. right, yeah. Mm. Not the same. So when you say in your day, we're talking uh, probably mid-86 to early-87? <laughs> yeah, 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 late-80s. Yeah, yeah Kershaw ruled the roost yeah, in those sure days. Did. Tell me something, Evan. Did you sport the pirate pants yourself in those yeah. days? MC Hammer, actually. Really? Well, yeah. it's nice, Dan, correct. See, the young people just don't remember that kind of traditionalist gear, do they? No, they don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> what life was like, how hard it was in those days. They don't understand silk pants, sort of <laughs> Alibaba style. <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you, Evan. Hello, Shane. How are you? G'day, mate. How are you? Uh, excellent. Uh, start Good. the sentence, my friend. In my day, on the way home from school, you used to be able to get three potato cakes for five cents. Bargain. Oh, wasn't that good? What yeah. year was that? The seventies, uh, late late sixties, early seventies. Oh, what a time! And and, and and also, my missus she uh, promised to give up smoking when they became a dollar a packet. And has that happened? No way. <laughs> <laughs> as long as she doesn't give up, how many potato cakes a day is she on? Oh, probably 15 or so, well, yeah. Wow, that's yeah, healthy. That's <laughs> almost <laughs> topping Ed's record. Beautiful. The days Beautiful. of the cheap, affordable potato cake. I do remember when cobblers were at one cent. What's a cobbler? What do you mean, what's a cobbler? I know, because potato cake is called a scallop in other states as a well. A scallop or a scallop? A scallop. Mm. What's a scallop, Rich? But what's a cobbler? A cobbler is a small piece of confectionery which is chocolate on the outside with, with what? A mate? Yep. No, Tackling with, the big issues. No, no, with caramel. around the nation with the car- run-up to the federal election. With caramel in the middle. <laughs> I know that I had one. I know I did. Was that a dog treat? Was I getting fed dog treats? There's probably... My coat see. was very shiny. There's five bags of food that I would need two hands to pick up okay. in front of me. G'day, Surely. Andrew. How are you? Yeah, good guys. How are you? You're well, do you know what a cobbler is, Andrew? <laughs> Yeah, I do. That's a bloke that fixes shoes. Okay. Yeah, see? <laughs> Correct. Now, all right. Non-edible. Start the sentence, mate. <laughs> all right. Back in my day, bands had real names. Oh, what sort of names are we talking about? NCC, T-Rex. Yeah. Sticks. Instead, we've got Limp Biscuit and Good Charlotte that sound like extras from Bay Pig in the City. <laughs> <laughs> Peak of the City's gone for Babe too. Yeah, he yeah. has. Well, that's it. Do you remember our friend Parco from the Melbourne Coach? Do you remember his character in Babe too? Love Parco. Who was he in the film? Oh, jeez, I wouldn't have a clue. I haven't seen a film, but Parco's a legend. Who was he? Nervous Waiter? Nervous, Nervous Waiter. waiter. Right. Absolutely right. Six weeks filming for, I think, two shots. Brilliant work. <laughs> well, thank you, everyone. That is great fun. Is that our selection for That's today? That's our selection. We're going to have to do this again because the phones are running hot. I love that one. Thank was, you all so was much. Was that first caller implying that uh, In My Day is kind of uh, a rip-off of Remember When? <laughs> I think so, but who does that? <laughs> That's on uh, Macca or something, isn't it? Oh, Australia all over. Have we accidentally stolen someone else's segment? That wouldn't be the first time on this oh, show. That happens a lot. In my day, in my day, we're called remember when. <laughs> Sorry if we have pinched someone else's idea. Uh, in the next year, a bloke who does so many voices, he does, well, I think at least two of our voices. 
on many days. People don't spot it. Mm. He's here. Billy West. Get this. Will probably get me into more trouble than Flash Gordon, but what the hell. Brought to you by Nissan Navara. Huge pulling power. Oh, it's almost the weekend, isn't it? Be ignored by the step and the board because I'm gonna. It's a good feeling here at Triple M. The second hour of Get This Around the Nation, and our guest is here. He's slightly jet lagged, but he's willing to speak. Billy West is here. Step on, boys. <laughs> he loves some jazz flutes. <laughs> he's brought his own orchestra. It's in his mouth. <laughs> Hey, everybody. <laughs> Billy, it's great that you're here. And Thank you. I have to say, though, originally, the conference that you're here for, or the uh, exhibition, the Multimedia Expo, Armageddon. Yes, it sounds so important. It certainly does. You know, meanwhile, I'm going to sit there and just, like, you know, put hand sanitizer on all day and shake <laughs> tons of hands. Well, originally, I mean, uh, we're not suggesting in any way that you're second best, but Adam, no. Adam West was going to be here. But his house is burned to the ground, isn't My it? My house burned down, <laughs> and I think it was Robin that did it. Uh, no, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. I don't even live here near you. Easy, easy does it, chum. We may have to work together again. Have you worked with those guys? Have you worked with... Yes, I've worked with Adam West. What is he like in person? He's, he's, he's kind of silly. Hmm. You know, I mean, he's a great, great guy. He kind of keeps to himself, but he said, do you know why? I wanted to tell you that my real name is Billy. Is it really? Yeah. He said it's William. All right. So he's changed it because of you. Yeah, but I doubt if it's West, though. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's like every self-hating Jew. Just ch- no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> hey, the self-hating like- Jew hour comes on after <laughs> seven this evening, oh, There I you think. go. It's there you go. Very niche No, program. I worked on a show called Spy Dogs with him, and uh, he was a lot of fun. Gosh, I've been really, really lucky to work with so many people. You know, it's a big week for us because we had Harry Shearer here on on Wednesday. You worked with Harry? You know what? We met once on the Fox lot. He was coming from The Simpsons and I was coming from Futurama. Wow. And, uh, you know, it was like a mutual admiration society. I was very respectful of him because he was a radio head. And he still is. He He has a radio show. There is so much to talk about in this hour. Let's get started right away. Here, get this on Triple M. That's those divinals. Here, get this. It's the second hour on Triple M, and he's only been in the country for a few days. He already wants to move here. Billy West, <laughs> thanks for coming in. Jet lag. <laughs> Let's just lay out. I heard naked girls were good for jet lag. <laughs> yeah, we can uh, arrange some of those if you'd like. Thank you, my friend. No Nikki, problem. Uh, Thank you. I might be 56, but I can still fog up a few windshields. No, what? Are you no really problem. 56? Yes, I am. You said that earlier. I thought you were just joking. No. Wow, doing well. What's the secret to looking like that at 56? I'm a vegan. I don't know what that means like yeah. to anybody, but... You know, yeah. See, I, I grew up in Detroit, Michigan, and I had enough meat for 12 lifetimes. <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you, it's all where the stockyards were. So we had meat for breakfast and meat for lunch and meat for dinner and meat for dessert. And then before you went to bed, he said, have a nice glass of meat, you know, mm. <laughs> nice glass of warm meat. Drink your Lovely meat. tripe shake. Drink your meat <laughs> and shut up. So that is the secret because we do have people. We had Chris Isaac in here and he's like about 53, looks about 35. And we had Richard E. Grant. He's like 49. Alan Rock? Looks about... Uh, you know, 30, and you're going, what's the secret? And apparently, no drinking and no drugs is the answer. But he might have had his time. You know, I sure did. Okay. I chased the buzz to Peru when I was, you know, years ago in the 80s. (laughs) Me and a bunch of chowderheads went down to Peru. It's like, why don't we just go where they make the stuff? <laughs> you know, because it was so expensive and it was always lousy, the Coke, you know. It's like, this. I, I've been clean for 22 years, but we went down to Peru. Wow. And I almost got killed, like, many times. But you're so high that you're walking in and out of the jaws of death and you don't even know it. <laughs> you know, I had, a, I had an Uzi shoved up my nose because they were, they were shooting people in the streets. The kids were protesting a bus hike there. Mm. And, and they mean business. All of a sudden, I saw an Uzi for the first time in my life, and I see someone get shot. I run over to the guy and start screaming at him, and I forget where I am. <laughs> you know? I mean, that passport means you're giving up everything that's where right. you came from. And mm. the guy turns around, and he realizes I'm American, and the only thing that saved my life was that, that it would be too much trouble. You know, the <laughs> photojournalists would be there, and it would be like a, a big mess, you know? Mm, yeah. So he just stuck it up my nose, and he went, vamos! You know? Yeah. And I... I realized. And you complied. Yeah, I did comply. <laughs> okay, once you've got the Uzi up your nose, But it's I was probably... so high. I was so high, I was throwing money out the window. <laughs> <laughs> 
Nobody has money for a bus yet. I'm throwing change we'll out the window. The bus. We'll all But you've come good. And people who are listening to your voice now and don't recognise it, uh, of I, course, Futurama. I mean, it's every night now, isn't it? Yeah, it is. On Channel 10. So you're heard every night. So. Yeah, man, all this constant exposure to radiation is making me thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> good news, everyone. Bad news. Which is your favourite voice to do? I love doing Dr. Zoidberg because he has all this cool meat hanging off his <laughs> he certainly does. Yes, get me a sandwich from the dumpster. And leave the maggots on it, young lady. <laughs> and I do uh, Zap Rannigan, Master of Space Time, and everything else in between. And, uh, oh yeah, winner of this year's Modesty Award. <laughs> now, is, am I wrong in saying that that voice was originally Phil Hartman? You know what? Everybody says that. Is and, that not true? And, well, they wanted him to be uh, that okay, guy. pardon me. Because he was into that. Yeah. And, and he died. Yeah, he was that's murdered. Right. That's true. And uh, by his own wife. And the thing was, is I knew him before that. Like, uh, I lived in New York, and he was in L.A., and he called my house one day, and I'm on my way home, and my wife uh, called me up. as I was, And she said, guess who called here? And he was looking for you. I said, who? She said, Phil Hartman. And I said, you know, I mean, I know enough people in my business that could pull an elaborate joke <laughs> yeah, like right, that. Right, right, right. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it could be Maurice LaMarche, you know, like Pink in the Brain or whatever. <laughs> I know a million people. Well, Phil Harbin, for people who don't know, was uh, Lionel Hutch. Yep, News Radio, of course. And, years. of course, uh, Troy, McClure Troy McClure on The Simpsons. But I knew him from Saturday Night Live. Yep. But but he called me up and he said, I'm just calling to tell you I'm a big fan of yours. And I was, like, blown away. And I kind of said, I kind of know who you are, too. <laughs> you know, and I said, you took the spark plugs to that car with you when you left Saturday Night Live. And, yeah, we all got to move on, he said. And, uh, and he said, listen, you ought to come out to L.A. And I said, I don't know what, you know, I'm just, I'm in radio. I was working with Howard Stern. Yeah, yeah, wow. He said, you should come. I just quit the show, as a matter of fact. And he called and he said, if you ever come out here, I'll help you get acclimated. And and he did. <laughs> when I went out there, we I, we did an M&M's commercial. And he played my nemesis, Chalky Bar. <laughs> you know, this strutting, uh, you know, strutting candy bar. It's like, you know, I really don't even melt. And I go, I don't know if that's uh, true. And then he, he melts, of course, and he's screaming. But he had that... He always loved that big, like, disc jockey voice. Yeah. And when we talked, we found out we had this common love of those old big dumb announcers. Yeah, Who, yeah, yeah. who loved far and away above anything else in this world the sound of their own voice. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, I carry my wa- uh, my balls in a wheelbarrow. <laughs> you know, it's Johnny Ben on the human can and see what seems you has got to come out, and that's what rock and roll is all about. Before he just slap against the friends here, 1956, Mr. Roy Orison. <laughs> yeah. And then he said, coming to the Worcester Center, meh. You know, they wow. didn't want to give birth to the, the, yeah. the word because it's so precious. It's like, maybe I can milk some more out of this here. <laughs> Phil Hartman. Is there a funnier impression than Phil Hartman's Charlton Heston? That's one of the all-time I, greats, I, I think. I just thought he was so brilliant and it was so sad, you know, because he was one of the good guys. He one of the nice people I hear. One of the great nice guys, you know, and so it, it restored faith, you know, that once these these jackals get tons of money and fame, it's like they're too good to talk to you. And, right. No, he was he was just... Real genuine, and uh, he he showed me around a little bit. He told me, you know, you got to come out here. He said, do you ever do any auditions for movies? And I said, no, really, no one thinks to ask me that. And he says, you should be, you know. I mean, he was, he was so generous. Right. I mean, real generous. Well. Like, not insecure in any way. Well, that's all well and good, but let enough about that bloke. We want to talk about more about your amazing resume. Mr. Billy me West. and the yes. world uh, within and without. It's all about you for this hour of Get This. Triple M. Triple M. He is a punk Yes, let's see how far we've come. That's Matchbox 20 here at Get This Around the Nation on Triple M. Billy West is sitting in for this hour. He's done every voice you can think of. Future Armour every night on Channel 10. Ren and Stimpy, so many movies, so many of your cartoon voices. But I know it's a specialist subject of yours. Actors being hired to do voiceovers for films just on the fact that, you know, the name alone will get people in. That's that's a weird notion because there isn't uh, a scintilla, a speck of evidence that the movie makes any more money that if you had Will Smith doing the voice or if you had, you know, like uh, my pals, Maurice LaMarche or Jeff Bennett or any of yeah, these yeah, guys. Right. But uh, I don't know what it is. We used to save their asses. They used to come to us and say, listen, we don't have any money 
and we were wondering if you could do 10 characters. We've only got X amount of money. And you'd say, well, yeah, what do you want? Um, you know, but there was never any money. Right. Nobody in Hollywood has any money. It's always like, we don't have any money. You may have heard of us. We're a little startup company called Disney. <laughs> <laughs> you know, nobody has any money. It's like, it's, it's the world's stupidest businessmen. Nobody makes any money. I don't get it. But when uh, <laughs> did this craze begin? I mean, in the old days, you would vi you would have someone like George Sanders who had an amazing voice. So he was perfect for the line in the Jungle Book. But when did it get to the point where just, you know, we'll get, uh, I don't know, Shia LaBeouf should be in this? Yeah, let's or get Cameron Diaz. <laughs> Because she has a nine-foot mouth, you know? <laughs> Why? Why? There's nothing coming out of it. But who are the ones that Well, there you... might be something. Are there any that you do rate uh, as good? Which? From this pool of actors, who are like Eddie Murphy's, surely? Would you go along with, with some I of I would because uh, he understands characters that transform the vocal cord. In other words, you don't go in and do a voice of a character who looks exactly like you, and, <laughs> and then they tell you, he should sound like you. But a lot of them don't know how to act yeah. sonically. Yeah. And it's theater of the mind. You know, I could, I'm sitting here talking to you guys, and I was saying, you know, I could say I'm sitting here naked with a tinfoil hat on. And, I could, and it looks lovely. Yeah, thank you very much. You want to see my scar? I just oh, had my prostate yeah, taken yeah, out. Nice. Yeah, I beat cancer, everybody. Lovely. It's this evil little blintz. Instead of blueberry, it's filled with cancer, and they take it out of you. And I asked the woman if I could have it. She says, God, what for? I said, I want to use the Christmas ornament this year and celebrate the fact that I'm alive. You know, <laughs> if we get a fake round of applause for a man who's beaten cancer, oh, fantastic! Oh, well done, yeah, good yeah, on yeah. you, Billy. Kicked it out. That's right. That's right. And I want everybody to do that who has that. Yeah, back on the mic. But um, with the celebrities, to me, there's a big deal um, about it because they won't see us mm. for roles for features, animated oh, right, features. Right, right. They can't. They won't audition us because they already know who's going to do the voice and. Uh, to me, there's a big difference between being a celebrity and being an artist, you know? Yes. I mean, certainly celebrity... You can... In America, you can be a celebrity for farting the national anthem. <laughs> that guy's great. Well, Have yeah. you seen that guy? He's, on, he's with us on Monday. Yep. Where's my Emmy? I'll salute that. I wish I could <laughs> Where's say... Where's my Oscar? ...that he was doing that with his mouth. But uh, <laughs> something that you have done... I mean, am I right in saying you've occasionally been asked to fill in well, quite a few times, it seems, for people who have died and you've taken... Did you do Bugs um, Bunny, uh, Elmer Fudd, for the Looney Tunes movie? Was that yes, it was, um, it was Space Jam. Oh, and, right, right, right. and I was working on the uh, Howard Stern show at the time. It was 1994, maybe. And uh, he was producing and directing Howard Stern's movie. Oh, yeah, private, private parts, private parts yeah, right? which was a training film for every little nipper disc jockey in the yeah. United States, and now they're all doing his show. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, Robin, what? Hey, Robin, they get a fart, and all of a sudden puts his ass up to the mic. <laughs> and she's like, <laughs> "That's a show." Yeah, that's a show. We want to. Was that about. uterine cancer song parody, Robin? <laughs> we want to talk about that show, but just tell us what was it like? You know. Filling the shoes of Mel Blanc, surely the king of this kind of work, really. It was miserable. Really? Because everybody that stuck their head into the room while mm -hmm. we were recording had mm -hmm. their own perception oh, yeah, of what yeah, the yeah, character yeah. should be. And meanwhile, he, he was what whatever director was directing him, that's what he was. Sometimes he was a little gentler. Sometimes he was a little more witty. Some of he was just crazy. <laughs> but depending on the director, whether right. it was Frid, Frizz Freeling or Robert McKimson or, or Bob Clampett, you know, the famous directors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And... Uh, so I'd be doing it, and, and somebody would poke their head in and go, he sounds too Brooklyn. And I'd be like, thanks. You know, and then they'd leave, and then somebody, some other schmo would come up and go, you know, he sounds too Jewish. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very what much. What about, uh, didn't you also f uh, take over for Shaggy and Scooby-Doo? Um, From Casey Kasem. Yeah, that happened afterwards, but I only did one episode. Like, when I came out of Space Jam, I did, I did bugs like... Um, um, Oh, and I got to be uh, close to the most important religious figure that we have in America, Michael Jordan. <laughs> and I got paid in carrots, too, Doc. <laughs> <laughs> and I did Elmer Fudd, which is the weirdest voice in the yeah. world because it's two gears. He shifts. We, You know, everybody thinks they can do it, and they'll go, Oh, you rascal, you rabbit. Yeah. And it's not that. It's like it's like he's a three-year-old, like a right, total right. innocent, and he's walking through the woods, and he's brain dead. A brain dead hunter is a terrific image. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like somebody who took one. <laughs> 
and, you know what I mean? Pound, he's got the little hat with the earmuffs on. He comes in, he goes, shh, be very, very quiet. I'm hunting wabbits. <laughs> you know, and then all of a sudden he'd shift gears into high gear and he'd be like, oh, wait, come out of there. Bless you, I'll bless you, wabbit. Say your prayers. <laughs> and he goes, oh, my goodness, I've killed the little bunny wabbit. You know, and he... And he'd become, like, childlike. Yeah. Is that the hardest one to do? Which is It's, the... it's pretty hard, you know, because sometimes I can do it right and sometimes I can't. <laughs> but I admit my flaws. But I got the gig. <laughs> Beautiful look. And is... uh, the other one you were talking about um, after that, Shaggy. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well... Because Casey Kasem's still alive, Of course it? he is. But the thing was is um, he... I said I was a vegan, you know, mm. but he's, like, a militaristic vegan. Is he just? And he would read the scripts and he'd go, you know... Come on, Scoop, let's go get a hot dog. And and then he would go, why does it always have to be a hot dog? <laughs> I said, what do you mean? I mean, can't they eat, like, veggie snacks? Like a veggie burger or a veggie hot dog? <laughs> They're vegging out later in you the know, back of that van. And so he really had a problem with it, and he didn't do it for a while, so they made this one called Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island. <laughs> and I was doing Shaggy for that, and... Uh, you know, I mean, it was a one-off, really. Right. I don't have the emotional investment in characters I didn't create. Right, like, right, I'm, I'm a course. day player. It's like you're the somebody picks you to be Bugs Bunny. It's like if you base your life around that, you're insane because it's a day player job. They <laughs> yeah. can just tell you to take a hike next week. Oh, we get this other guy. Yeah, and believe okay. me, they yeah, always right, do. Right, right. They don't want to hang anybody's name on that. Okay. Because the cartoon character never asks for a raise, but the name will. Who yeah, knew that right. the cartoon voice business was this ruthless? It is ruthless. Bitchy. Yeah, they don't care who's which voiceover is, you know, beating up the other one in an alleyway for the gig, you know, as long as the guy doesn't ask for too much money. <laughs> so many voices and questions to get to on Get This. That'd be Pearl Jam here at Get This on Triple M. Billy West, the voice of pretty much everything, is with us today. We're learning so much about that show music business. Is too grown up for me. There you go. It's very grown up music. <laughs> I'm going to be corrupted just by being here. Certainly will. It's exactly uh, pretty much the time. Put it away. It's ugly. The kids are coming out of school right now. <laughs> so we've got to be careful. <laughs> hey, you, were, you mentioned Howard Stern. I'm a massive fan of Howard Stern, but the problem is in this country, people only know him for the headlines for when he's got lesbians nude in the studio. And or when the FCC goes after him. Yeah, because but, he's saying things that everybody else is saying too, except they'll target him. But they're just like the car chasers in the movie. The actual show itself is a bloke saying what he thinks. Yes. For often up to five or six hours a day. I was in New York listening to the Howard Stern show when it was on normal radio. I think it was meant to finish at uh, nine o'clock and often he'd just go till um, 20 to midday. I know. And, and the thing was is uh, somebody calls in, he goes, uh, I notice you don't play any records. And he would go, <laughs> we play plenty of music on this show. I just never get to it. <laughs> what a show. No, it's, it's really fun and it was great being there because you got to just make fun of everybody, you know. And, and what was your role on, on the Howard Stern whatever, circus? Whatever came up in conversation, whether it was a politician or right. whether it was, you know, back then it was Rudy Giuliani was uh, mayor of New yeah, York. Yeah, sure. And he was one of these guys, he talked like this when he talked. He had a severe, severe, you know, like he was drowning in his own spittle. <laughs> and uh, now he's running for president. Yeah. And we're going, wait a minute, this is insane. This guy was like, you know, some fascist, yeah, you know, yeah. mayor of the city. It's like, that's right, Heil Hitler. <laughs> you know, but you're living in a country where the entire cast of Predator are now in elected office, so, you know. Oh, I know, I know. you gotta be, you got to be, like, famous in show business to be president now. <laughs> First it was just animated cartoon voices, now it's president. I know, but you know what I have to say is that uh, now they're running out of like celebrities that can actually like tickle the ribbon in a microphone. They're true. not even good enough to do it, but yet they damn well they're going to have them there. So what they're doing is when they audition for these movies, they already have the cast. They let us audition for it so they can listen to what we did, the best of all of us, and play it for the schlub actor. Oh, is that and what go, they do? You hear? No, they're like, you hear what he did here? This is really, we love this. You know, and uh, uh, yeah, and it's murder. Then the other day, I auditioned for live action comedy. I guess they ran out of beautiful, funny people. <laughs> so, so now they got to teach these young bedhead guys, you know, how to be funny. So they'll film us auditioning. Uh, and I'm thinking, I'm thinking on. to myself, wait a minute, this is going to be a new hip, edgy comedy show on Comedy Central. And, they, yeah. and what do they want with a 56 year old guy? You know what I mean? I'm like yeah, going, yeah. that's that's like 
wait a minute, wait a minute. So, um, so they just take those tapes and they show some, you know, guy who looks like, you know, we, Ben Affleck, you know. This uh, goes on a lot. We had someone who, I won't name any names, but we had someone quite a big uh, Hollywood celebrity on the show recently who was asked to go in and pitch some ideas for a film script. And mm-hmm. then he went, he was all rejected. All his ideas were rejected, didn't use the script. Went to see the movie a year later and there was all of his material there was his, in the his, script. His ad libs and, <laughs> and what a friend of mine, a voiceover guy named Steve Mackle in, in Hollywood calls it improvisation. Uh. <laughs> you know, it's you get you get you get this much stuff and then somebody with a brain in their head can turn it into gold and there's an alchemy that goes on. Just like, you know, you're not supposed to show up there with lead and then walk out with lead. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's got, it's got, you've got to turn it into gold before you leave. Otherwise, you'll never work again. We like to turn Unless gold. Unless you're a celebrity. We like to end up with coal. That's how the process okay. works on this program. But uh, how now, bitter Billy, am I? I should, you know what? We don't mind. This is the show for it. Get it out of your system. Just get it out of my system. This is what we do every day. Armageddon. Yeah, here I am 10 years too late and I'm doing a uh, James Gandolfini impression. <laughs> this is the last effing Sunday dinner I ever have at this house. Meadow, take off that eye makeup. You look like a whore. If I'll wrap my stunner around your head and jump start you with it. Dr. Melfi, Dr. Melfi, I think I got a problem. <laughs> Mr. Soprano, you're suffering from secondary anxiety with delusions of persecution. Oh, Christ, good. I thought I had dandruff. <laughs> That's a very hard one to do when the kids are out of school. Very nicely done, Billy. Hi. Very good. Uh, Armageddon, the Multimedia Expo at the Melbourne Exhibition Centre, October 13 and 14. That'd be tomorrow and the day after. You've got to come down and say hi to me and all the rest of these That's, beautiful people. Oh, it's, it's quite a cast. But look, for people around the rest of the country who want to talk to Billy West, now is your chance. Mm-hmm. Call us from anywhere. Ask away, one triple three five three. Get this. It's really the worst of the worst. Brought to you by Nissan Navara. Huge pulling power. It's Get This. You're listening to it on Triple M. I think you'll find Billy West is here. We have so many people with questions for him. Let's get straight to him, Ed. G'day, David. Hey, guys. Your question for Billy. Hey. Um, it's a huge honour to be talking to you, Mr. West. Uh, Mr. West is my dad. <laughs> you can call me okay. Billy. Billy, then. I mean, we're, we're just, like, we might be a million miles away from each other, and I want to feel intimate. <laughs> um, I just wanted to have any details on the upcoming Futurama film. Yes, yeah, so oh. I just get finished recording um, four full-length feature cartoons, uh, DVD, Futurama movies. Four of them, yeah. and the first one's coming out on November 27th. Cool. Um, to DVD. I don't know when you get it, though. So, yeah. you, you know, you might well, want to call somebody well, that you know that can FedEx you like a That's car. right. It'll be available for a legal download about three days later. You I think. think you'll find. Uh, who else has got a question? G'day, Marty. How are you? Yeah, g'day, guys. G'day, Billy. Um, Hi. Uh, just a quick one that uh, my wife hates Dr. Zoidberg with a passion. She does. Uh, Put I, her I, on. Yeah. Put I her on. Really, I I'll dress like her in it. black and do her in the dirt. <laughs> I, I'd like I'd like. I'll you do the slow moan over the satin sheets with your missus. <laughs> she will love me. I'd like you, in your best Dr. Zoidberg voice, uh, try and you know, put your case to her that you are a great person. <laughs> I'm a great person. And the reason I'm a great person is because I have all this cool meat hanging from my mouth. <laughs> so I'm very good under the covers. Uh, maybe that's, that's no, no enticement Will there. that reverse this decision? I don't think so. Jane, if you're listening, I hope that's uh, turned you around. We can sit down and watch Futurama together in peace now. There we go. Thank <laughs> well, you very much. Bringing people together across very nice. the nation. Who else is there, Ed? Hi, Rachel. Hi, guys. Hi, Hi Billy. Hi. Um, Billy, do you remember an educational program you used to voice for? It was like a history show, and you would go on expeditions around, and you were the character, and that was pretty much how I learnt American history. It was used to be shown on the ABC here. I don't even remember it. Oh, I swear yeah. to you, I look at, I see a printout of the stuff I've done, and it says this, this, and that, but I don't even remember it. Well, I hate like to, to say that. You. I know it's probably important to you, but I have to go back and remember. I worked on something with um, uh, Dudley Moore. It was yeah. a PBS program. Is that what you mean? I don't know. I just remember that was exactly... It was the only like way I absorbed any history knowledge ever was because you were this character that went back in time and made history fun. But do you enjoy doing the kid stuff or the adult oh, I stuff know what you, I know what you're talking horrible about. Horrible histories? Yep. No, you talk... Well, it's either horrible histories or hysteria. 
Yes, yes, hysteria. Yeah, with I played Thomas Edison and stuff like that. Ben yeah. Franklin. I used the voice of Jay Leno for uh, Ben Franklin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I took this kite, and I took this kite, okay, and I put it up in the air, and I put a key on it. <laughs> Thank you, Rachel. Bringing history to life. Uh, yeah, we have, Jay Leno. There are many, many more callers on the line. We'll play some music. We'll meet the rest of them next on Get This. Yes, that's all very well. Dragon here at Get This on Triple M around the nation, but we've got Billy West here and we've got people with questions on the line. Who's next, Ed? G'day, Jason. G'day, um, Tony, Ed and Richard on the buttons. Hello there. Jason. And oh. Billy West. Hi. Um, I'm a red-headed delivery boy from Penrith. Oh, oh. And not another one. What's your question, So you sir? look like the um, milkman. I wanted to ask how Billy West managed to be so fortunate as to get into the voice industry and how we started. Uh, let's see. It's something that... It chooses you. It's not something that you can choose. It's impossible. It just grabs you by the shoulder when you're a little kid and just sucks you through life. Um, something grabbing me by the shoulder as a little kid would be really scary, especially if it sucked me through life. <laughs> yes, but I mean, it does happen. I mean, when I was a little yeah. kid, all I did was make noises and voices, and if I went to a piano, someone would slam the lid, and all I ever heard was, can you not do that? <laughs> so I couldn't wait to be an adult so I could get out and just, you know, do robot voices like, I will kill you. <laughs> Thank you, Jason. <laughs> and did you have your own tape recorder at home? Did you make your own little radio shows? I made my like own little all radio of us shows. in here did. Well, you know what I did is uh, when I was two years old, I would look out and it was winter, and winter seemed like it was 80 years long. And I had a potato masher that had the wooden handle, but it looked like a mic that the sports guys <laughs> use. And I used to call call the play on snowflakes. You know, you're in a room where people are just nodding like that's everyday behavior. But they, but they know exactly what I'm talking about. Of course. Yeah. Who's next, Ed? G'day, Michael. How are we going? Um, fellas, um, Bill, just a quick question. Yes. Has there ever been a, uh, a role or a character that you didn't take up as, in, as a job or you thought, well, that's not right for me or not right for who I am? Is no, you know what? Back? No, you know what? Uh, honestly, if you want to work, you've got to audition. And I audition for everything. I'm not above anything. I like. I get that journeyman mentality, you know, like that immigrant mentality. <laughs> You know, like yeah. I can see my, my uncles up in heaven, you know, looking down at me. You had a chance to work for 18 hours a day and you didn't do it, you jerk. <laughs> you know. And one, one other thing. Can you just say hello, Shelly, in Bender's voice, if you could? I'm not Bender. Oh. oh no, uh, I'll get him yeah. for you. Wait. Hey, what? Hey! Where you are? Sorted. Thank hope you all. Hope you're happy. Uh, Matt, who's our industry observer in the studio today, was asking about a show I haven't heard of. What is Billy Bastard? Don't say that name. Don't say that last word. That's why I couldn't sell it. Well, no, he was, it was welcome it was, to Australia. No, it was a puppet show uh, called um, uh, Billy Bastard, Amateur Human Being. Right. And it was based on, like, when I was on drugs years ago. Oh, I was okay. so aberrant behavior, except that I, I was, there was a silliness about me. Right. But I had horns. <laughs> and um, and he he's a puppet that he lives at home with his mother and he's like going on forty and he's the third best drummer in Michigan whatever that means <laughs> and uh, and he just just doesn't want to comply with life and he watches TV all day and plays his drums and his mother's this long suffering woman you know right. like Billy I made your favorite grilled cheese and tomato soup yeah yeah yeah. Great, great. I'm watching TV. Stop bothering me. You know, and it's like she's, she's doing everything like a saint, and he's always like, yeah, 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 yeah. Mother! You know, um, and, uh, he, and he has a bird. There's a parrot now um, named Gus. And Gus is like, he's like a street guy. And Gus is saying, man, you treat your mother like that. Man, I'll slap you if I had hands. You know. And is this something you've created yourself? Yes. I'm right. doing it with a guy named Jim Gomez who worked on Ren and Stimpy with me back, wow. back like God, I don't know, twelve, thirteen years ago. Yes, and uh, we just got uh, we just got it on TV on video on demand. It's a whole new thing for uh, America. Not really, but they're relaunching the whole idea mm. of it because there'll be the marriage between the internet and the um, the television. That's a beautiful marriage. It's coming soon. We're going to cover it on. The I program. know, and I can't wait because this. I have a chance to go on there, and it's it's just. Oh, God, we retooled it and retooled it. Now it's short-form programming, and we've taken old TV shows and wiped the music and the voice. Yes. Recut them so that it would be like Andy Griffith became Angry Griffith, <laughs> and, and he and Barney the deputy are, are 
fighting a terrorist, but it's a goat and he's got a scraggly beard, so wow. they assume he's a terrorist. You're messing with Don Knotts. I can't believe it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, nobody's safe. We did Bonanza in the American History Channel, like, you know, and we turned it around completely, like, to what the truth was, you know. And, right, and right. And Indian comes up to Ben Cartwright and, and Ben, we have Ben Cartwright looking at him go, don't try it, savage. You know, and all of a sudden, ah! and he knocks knocks the guy on his ass <laughs> and, and it's like really what what should have happened history like, the way it should be told yeah. Billy once again like with Harry the other day an hour is simply not long yeah. enough we have to play some music Do Mr. Marsden it's going to be about a minute worth of song oh, that, was, that was an hour that was an hour no I got to stay the whole week get this on Triple F Oh, thank you, Gwen Stefani. <laughs> what are you waiting for? The end of the song. It's the end of the week for us here at Get This on Triple M. Billy West, what a treat. Thank you for sitting in thank for the Thank you whole for having me in here. i got to stay the whole week, you know. If people want to see you in person, the Armageddon Multimedia Expo at the Melbourne Exhibition Centre tomorrow and the next day is the place to be. What a lineup! I'd oh. love to see everybody down there because I'll stay the whole day and say hi and you can hang out with me. I won't shoo you along, you know. It is amazing. A lot of stuff. Oh, we've only got 10 seconds. Thanks to everybody who works on this show and, of course, our key phrase. What was it, Mr. Marslin? Um, could have been a whole bunch of things, but... Meadow, take off that eye makeup. You look like a whore. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Billy. <laughs> and we'll be back tomorrow. No. Well, we will be back tomorrow. It won't be broadcast, but we'll be here anyway. <laughs> but the one that goes out on Monday will feature Kaz Cook. And it's all thanks to the Nissan Navara huge pulling power and now a butter churn. Oh, it's you Expo at the Melbourne Exhibition Centre tomorrow and the next day is the place to be. What a lineup! I'd oh. love to see everybody down there because I'll stay the whole day and say hi and you can hang out with me. I won't shoo you along, you know. It is amazing. A lot of stuff. Oh, we've only got 10 seconds. Thanks to everybody who works on this show and, of course, our key phrase. What was it, Mr. Marslin? Um, could have been a whole bunch of things, but... Meadow, take off that eye makeup. You look like a whore. There we go. <laughs> oh. Thank you, Billy. <laughs> We'll be back tomorrow. No. Well, we will be back tomorrow. It won't be broadcast, but we'll be here anyway. <laughs> but the one that goes out on Monday will feature Kaz Cook. And it's all thanks to the Nissan Navara huge pulling power and now a butter churn. Oh, it's all out in June. No.